0: what's up guys we're here to go over ufc san antonio vera versus sanhagen Uh, really looking forward to this. Um, the last card we had here in Texas, I think, uh, pretty sure it was the Cater versus Emmett card. And, uh, yeah, it was an amazing card. Uh, we had nine finishes on that card. Eight of them were knockouts or TKOs. Um, I don't know if this one's going to quite live up to the hype (laughs) that that one had. I want to say that one might've been up there as far as like the most finishes to ever have been on a uh on a card, I could be wrong, but uh been a while, so I don't remember but um so UFC vegas seventy one just happened uh two eighty six hasn't happened yet um for those of y'all that are, are new to the channel or just you know um cruising through trying to you know just checking stuff out um what I do, I give out my bets for free if you follow me on Instagram. Uh high kick underscore fight picks. You can go look at my bets and all my picks on there as well. Um, if I add any bets from what I say in my videos, you will see them on there. If I add anything after my video comes out, um, we had a good week last weekend. I had three plays hit and uh one of them two of them were underdog plays. I had a plus one seventy five on uh Marab Gwashvili that hit and um let me pull that up so I can tell y'all exactly what those were real quick. marab I had an underdog play on uh Alexander Volkov too. I'm just trying to get, I don't remember the amounts that I had on those. So I had a I had a, a half unit on marab Duashvili. I had a half unit on Alexander Volkov at minus one thir- or plus one thirty, and then I had a three unit play on Davy Grant that hit, which uh yeah, that fight was close. He was losing that fight. So I got lucky on that one. That was my biggest bet. And then I had a half unit underdog play on Tyson Nam that didn't hit. So three of four, um, you know, a lot of profit there. Just the Davy Grant one is a lot of profit. So, uh, you know, not to mention the two underdog plays. So, you know, for the people that are cruising through and, you know, um, <laughs> I have something to uh, say about my predictions or whatever, or have something to say in the comments. Well, I mean, I'm putting myself out there, you know my 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 bets and my picks for free, and not charging anybody for them. uh and uh I do pretty well, so uh if you don't like it, I guess you don't have to don't have to listen but sorry, I had a it was probably the first time in the few months I've been doing this. I had a couple people talking crap about my predictions, you know, which as far as my bets last week. <laughs> They the bets went good, but as my overall picks, uh my that those weren't very good. I I mean there were a lot of people that won a lot of underdogs winning that nobody thought would win. I imagine not a whole lot of people had very good uh number of right picks on last week's card, but um but yeah, man. So, you know, check it out, like and subscribe, whatever. Um let's get into this card. So, first up we got uh Tamira's um, Vidal taking taken on Haley Cohen. And I believe Haley Cohen jumped in to replace somebody on short. No, I guess they just, cause she just had a fight fall out a couple weeks ago, but it doesn't show that we lost a fight. So I guess they might've just slapped this together real quick. Uh, we did lose Sean Brady versus Michelle Piera, uh, Piera and, uh, Alex Caceres versus Nate Landwehr and, uh, Raquel Pennington versus Irene Aldana. um, you know, the Alex Caceres-Nate Landwehr fight would have been really good. They just announced yesterday that they're replacing Caceres with Austin Lingo. You know, he had a fight fallout uh, last weekend, I believe. So, uh, yeah, but back to the first fight. Uh Vidal taking on Haley Cohen. Tamir's Vidal is 7-1 and and 1-0 in the UFC. She's uh, 24 years old, 5'6 with a 68-inch reach. Um you know she's coming off a big flying knee uh k o over ramona Pasqual you know her last two fights have been you know finishes uh one by heel hook and then one you know by the the flying knee um I wasn't super high on her um but looking at her last two fights, she's very exciting to watch uh she throws very heavy um she did eat a few shots in her last fight before she landed that knee uh she has good kicks uh it was actually a flying knee to the body that she won that fight with. So I don't really know. Do you consider that a KO? I mean, she can't continue. So, I mean, I guess it might as well be. But so she's, you know, she's creative. Um, and yeah, has gotten a couple finishes. So that's always good. Uh, she's taken on Haley Cohen. She is 31 years old, 5'8 with a 69.3 inch reach. She's going to have a little over a reach advantage here. Uh, she's 7-2 and two, and this is going to be her UFC debut. Uh she shows, you know, a few finishes on the regional scene. So like I said, that's always impressive. Both these girls have had a few finishes finishes of as of late. Uh you don't see that as much in women's M M um, A. But you know, I guess it makes sense. You know, they're both bantamweights, so you see it more with the bigger weight classes, I guess. Um, but you know, Haley Cohen's pretty well rounded. Uh she's gonna have the size, uh, you know, the height and reach advantage here, I believe. Yeah, she's gonna have a couple inches of height as well as that over an inch reach. Um so uh you know, neither of these girls have really fought the best competition. Um, you know, their opponents all had pretty small records, uh, aside from, you know, maybe Ramona well for Vidal. Um you know, she was supposed to fight a few weeks ago. Uh Cohen was and you know, like I said, the fight was canceled. I guess since she's from Texas, uh they threw her on this card. Kind of slapped this together last minute, probably. Uh everyone on Tapology is going with Vidal. Um, not really sure why. You know, maybe maybe because she's had one fight in the UFC. Um, you know, Cohen's going to be the bigger girl here. You know, she'll have a you know the the height and reach advantage. Like I said, uh, based on what I've seen, this fight could really go either way. So, I mean, if I'm pretty sure Cohen's probably going to wind up being the underdog. I don't remember what the line was because uh, I don't really bet on you know women's fights very much. But sure, uh, she'll be the underdog, and you know, um, I'll be I'll take her to win uh, by decision. Uh, and, you know, from what I've seen, what if I've learned anything, guys, from watching, you know, uh, MMA and all this stuff and betting on fights, you know, it's that anything can happen in women's MMA. You know, J.J. Aldris was one of the bigger underdogs on the card last weekend at Vegas 71, and she got beat by Ariana Lipsky, who has been finished three times, you know, in her, <laughs> in her last five fights. So uh, nobody saw that coming, I don't think. Um, but, yeah, the pick's going to be Cohen. Uh, doubt I'll be putting any money on it. Next up, we got Man- Manuel Torres taking on Trey Ogden. Uh, Torres is a pretty exciting fighter. Um, Torres is 28 years old, 5'10", with a 73 inch reach. He is 13 and two, and one and zero in the UFC. Uh, he looked real good in his debut, uh, but it was, you know, against Frank Camacho, who is, you know, two and six in the UFC and has been knocked out, you know, a whole bunch of times. So. He has heavy hands, um, you know, good calf kicks, very good uh, boxing. He's got crisp, you know, fast punches. Um, Very exciting to watch. You know, um, he has lots of finishes on his record. Uh, He throws good uppercuts. You know, if he has any weak spots, I would say, you know, maybe it's his submission awareness and defense. Um, You know, his two losses are by submission, so that's the only reason I say that. Um, I, I watched, you know, three or four of his fights, so, I mean, they were all, you know, him getting wins, so... Uh, didn't make it as far back to his last loss. Um, but uh, you know, not sure if uh if the takedown defense will hold up, you know, against the higher level wrestlers, you know, when he when he's in the UFC later on down the road. Um, he's taking on a guy here that I consider to be pretty good. Uh Trey Ogden is thirty-three years old, five eleven with a seventy-two inch reach. So Manuel's gonna have a rent a one inch reach advantage over him. Uh he's sixteen and five and one and one in the UFC. Uh so Trey beat a um he beat a 12 and 0 guy last time out. You know, it was the guy's UFC debut, yeah, but you know, uh, so he's obviously, you know, he's no joke at all. Um, you know, he had a close fight with Jordan Levitt. You know, I will say I'll say Trey's last opponent and Torres are kind of similar. You know, uh, both guys are good strikers. Uh, you know, Tor- Torres has more of a boxing type, you know, striking style whereas his la- uh, his last opponent was more of a Muay Thai guy. And, uh, you know, doesn't have as high a volume, really, as Torres. But, you know, it's kind of similar as far as, you know, the game plan might be or should be. Um, But I would say that Torres will be more aggressive than his last opponent was. um, But him rushing in could give Trey an easy takedown. Uh, Trey has good submissions as well. Um, You know, Trey is definitely going to be the less technical striker here. Uh, But he was at that disadvantage in his last fight, and he was able to get the win. So, you know, you just never know. I think Trey will need to get the takedowns in this fight uh, and and if he if he wins it's probably going to be by submission. Um you know I, Trey's probably going to be the toughest guy that Torres has faced yet uh with the most experience I believe, you know, and it, it's actually a hard pick for me. You know, as we saw <laughs> um you know last last week, man, you can you can't always trust, you know, these guys that, you know, get the quick finishes and come into the UFC kind of like uh, cedriquez Dumas, you know. I mean everybody was picking him, he was a big favorite and you know, showed to to kind of not be very experienced. But you know, Torres has a, very, a lot more experiences. We got a bigger record, probably fought better competition than Cedriquez has. So um I like torres is striking a lot and I'm gonna pick him. But uh if Trey gets the takedowns, I would say live bet Trey Ogden. See if you can get him at an underdog price, you know, if he's getting the takedowns, and uh but I'll take uh, I'll take Torres by decision. Next up, we got Venicia Salvador taking on Victor Altamarino. And uh Salvador is 26 years old, 5'7 with a 70.5 inch reach. He's 14 and 4, and this is his UFC debut. He's coming off a KO win over Shannon Ross on the contender series. Um, if I remember correctly, he did get tagged a few times as well, you know, before he got the KO there. Uh, you know, Ross has been knocked out quite a bit at this point. (laughs) Uh, this guy has had a, has had a couple of fights fall out, you know, um, recently, uh, he's got lots of finishes on his record. He has good power. He's a good striker. Um, he's a good size flyweight as well, but his opponent is actually going to have the the height advantage, not the reach advantage. reach reaches the same. Um, what else? (laughs) Uh, he's, um... You know, he's got good power. He's a good striker. Um, Like I said, he's, uh, you know, a lot of, I don't have a lot of bad things to say, you know, against this guy. He's pretty good. Uh, you know, only thing I can say is all his losses are to guys with decent records, you know, and if you look at all of his wins, aside from like maybe one or two on his record, they're against guys with really bad records, you know, or no experience. So it seems like every time he takes on somebody that's got more experience or is a little bit, you know, higher level fighter. He ends up losing. Um, that's really the only bad thing to say about him. He's pretty, he's pretty good though. You know, um, as far as I can tell, um, he's going to be taking on Victor Altamarino. He is 32 years old. He's five, eight with a 70 and a half inch reach, uh, 11 and two and one and one in the UFC. You know, his loss actually was a really close fight. I think it was with Carlos Hernandez. And you know, I thought he won that fight, but it could have gone either way. Um, he gave us some takedowns in that fight, I think, uh, and then he came out, you know, and he he did get caught a little bit in the De Silva fight, but he came out and destroyed Daniel De Silva with his ground and pound. Um, after that, you know, like I said, he, you know, he he looked great there in that fight. You know, I'm a big fan of Victor's. Actually, um, he's fighting out of Fort Worth, Texas, which is where I live, so he'll be fighting pretty close to home. Uh, and uh, I wish I was able to make it to this card. I uh, missed out, but uh, some. You know, Victor is very fast. He throws nice long combinations. He has a good chin. He ate a lot of shots, you know, in the De Silva fight. Like I said, hard ones, spinning, spinning, you know, back fist and all that crap and survived and was able to get the win. Uh, He has really good ground and pound. He's got good submission defense and awareness. Um, Good striking. He's very well-rounded. He really drives his knees in when he throws them. Uh, I think that's what he dropped uh, De Silva with was a, was a kind of a jumping knee in the clinch. Um, yeah, you know, I like this guy, and I'm gonna be picking him to win by decision. I uh, could get a finish, but yeah, I'm gonna be pick. I'm gonna take him to win by decision, uh, just because Salvador is a tough guy for sure. Next up, we got Na Ling taking on Brogan Walker, and Na Ling is. She's 26 years old. She's 5'5 with a 67.3 inch reach. I don't know why they're so specific on that. um Na Ling is 19 and 6. She's 0-2 in the UFC. Uh, both her losses are by finish. Uh, just not really a whole lot of good things to say here, unfortunately, for her in this spot. Uh, she's going to be at a disadvantage, I think, everywhere the fight goes. Um, so, I didn't know. I really didn't think she was in the UFC anymore. But, you know, I guess they're giving her another shot. You know, but... uh She's gonna be taking on Brogan Walker. She is 33 years old. She's 5'4 with a 67 inch reach. Reaches are basically the same here. Um, she's seven and three and zero and one in the UFC. You know, she come off the Ultimate Fighter show. She lost to Killer Miller. Um, I thought that she would have won that fight before, you know, but that, that actually showed me how good Juliana Miller's grappling, you know, really is. So I'm sure Brogan's had time to go back and work on all that stuff. Um, uh, you know, um, she has really good striking. Um, she's a very good kickboxer. She has good power. Um, I don't think Ling's gonna be able to get the takedowns here. Um, I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure Brogan's gone back and worked on a lot of that stuff and tried to shore up some of those holes in her game. Uh, and I think she's gonna outstrike Ling here. You know, and uh, Ling has been finished in her last few fights. Um, so it, there's a good possibility that Brogan could get a finish here, but uh. I'm going to take her to win by you know, a unanimous decision. So next up, we got Steven Peterson taking on Lucas Alexander. And Steven Peterson is 32 years old. He's 5'10 with a 70-inch reach. Um, Yes, he has, he has had trouble making weight at times. As you can see, he weighed in for his last fight at 149 instead of the 145 limit. Um, he's 19 and 10 and 3 and 4 in the UFC. Um, you know, so his record doesn't really tell the full story. You know, he's a he's a very tough, very experienced veteran. Um, you know, his last fight was a wild fight where he lost a split decision to, you know, a very tough Julian Arosa. Um, he'll be at a height and reach disadvantage here. I think he's kind of used to that. His last opponent had a big height and reach advantage um, he's very well rounded. He has heavy hands. He's got good striking. Um, you know, he's fighting at home here. He trains in Dallas. So he lives in McKinney, you know, um, both are close to where I live. So yeah, whatever. But he uh that means I'm a fan, I guess, but uh, he has, he has okay wrestling, you know, he'll try and use it when he needs to, but you know, he, he mainly likes to, you know, have these wild fights, you know, um, uh, you know his his last win was over Chase Hooper, which you know Hooper has looked horrible recently, so not a lot of stock in that. Um, he can avoid submissions well; he does well, like I said, in brawls and you know, everybody on Tapology is going with Peterson here. Um, you know he does get hit a lot though, so you know be wary on that. You know if you're planning on betting on this fight, uh, and he's going to be taking on Lucas Alexander. He's 27 years old. He's five eleven with a 73 inch reach. And he's seven and three and zero and one in the UFC. Um, his loss was to Joe Anderson Brito, who hits like a truck and is very powerful and explosive. He's he's very good. Um, you know, he hasn't fought the best of competition. Uh, his record doesn't look very good. So I guess I kind of understand why people are favoring Peterson here. Um, you know, he's going to have three inches of reach here. He's not a bad fighter. Um, like I said, Brito is just too you know too powerful and you know super high pace for him. Just ran through him really quickly before he could get anything going. Um, I think this could be a close fight, you know, um, uh, Alexander's submission defense has cost him twice. And, you know, although I'm tempted to risk it on him here, cause he, he does hit hard, uh, you know, and Peterson is there to be hit, you know, I, I think he'll have a good first round and maybe Peterson will take over, you know, after that, and I'm going to take Peterson to win by decision. Maybe he takes over in the last two rounds. You know, he's done that. He does come on late in fights, you know, he does survive. Usually, usually he does have a bad first round. So. I'll go with Peterson. Next up, we got Trevin Giles taking on Preston Parsons. Uh, Trevin Giles is 30 years old. He's 6 foot tall with a 74 inch reach. He's 15 and 4 and 6 and 4 in the UFC. Uh, You know, he's real good. Well, well well-rounded. He's a very underrated fighter. Um, He has a win over Roman Delice, if you can believe that. Uh, you know, he had a couple of tough fights with tough opponents that are, you know, on good win streaks right now. Um, you know, Michael Morales and Dricus Duplessis, um, you know, so those, those two losses, I, I can't, I don't hold them against them because they're really tough guys and, you know, they haven't really lost yet in the UFC. So, um, but they were worrying because he was knocked out twice in a row. So, um, you know, that, that did worry me about it. Um, but he was able to get a victory last time out over, uh, Louis C- um, you know, Tapology shows a loss after that to Mike Mallett, which kind of threw me off for a second. And i was like, what the fuck? But uh, that was actually a, uh, you know, a grappling match. So don't think that he lost to Mike Mallett, um in the UFC. Uh, but, uh, you know, he has good striking and good power. He's got a few good knockouts in the UFC. Um, he has good cardio. I think that's how he was able to beat Delice. He kind of took over late in the fight when Delice was messing around and You know, kind of wasting energy and not, you know, just kind of coasting through the fight and ended up gassing himself out a little bit and Giles took over. Um, He looks good, you know, dropping down to welterweight. I can't fault him for the Morales fight. Like I said, Morales is undefeated and a finisher. You know, there's no shame in that. Um, He has good leg kicks. I think he got James Krause with those. I think he injured James Krause's leg and was able to win a decision in that fight. He's going to be the bigger guy as far as height and reach. Um, He's going to have a two-inch reach advantage. And he's taken on Preston Parsons, who is 27 years old, five eleven, with a 72 inch reach. He's ten and three and one and one in the UFC. Um, you know, his win, his last win was against Evan Elder, who was fighting up a weight class. Parsons was way bigger than him, you know, and he was able to use his grappling easily there. You know, like I said, he's way bigger. He was, he has good wrestling and grappling. Um, he was knocked out in his debut against Daniel Rodriguez, uh, which is kind of surprising because Daniel hasn't finished a whole lot of people in the UFC, but. Um, so Giles is going to have the striking advantage here for sure. I believe, um, you know, he'll have to get the Parsons live to get the takedowns here to win the fight. And, um, uh, you know, Giles has pretty good takedown defense. And like I said, I think he'll be the bigger guy here. Um, and I'm going to pick Giles here. Uh, I'm going to stay, I'm going to say he stuffs the takedowns and wins the striking exchanges and, and, uh, gets the decision. So next up we got. Daniel Pineda taking on Tucker Lutz. Uh yeah. So <laughs> Daniel Pineda is 37 years old. He's 5'7 with a 70-inch reach. He's 27 and 14 and 4 and 5 in the UFC. Uh so first thing you'll notice about this guy is, you know, a lot of his recent and most recent fights have been turned into no contest. Uh the PFL ones are for failed steroids, uh drug tests for steroids. Um he then came back to the UFC and beat Herbert Burns. Uh, he then got knocked out by Cub Swanson, and then in his next fight, uh, he had like a eye poke and he couldn't continue. The doctor stopped the fight, and at that point, he ha- he failed that drug test for that fight um, for amphetamines. So that's not really a good look there. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not not something you really want to trust. You got a thirty seven year old guy on amphetamines um you know so he hasn't fought in almost two years i'm sure it was from the suspension um uh he's 37 he swings really big uh he got dropped with a punch that wasn't thrown very hard in the philly fight he was kind of getting you know, he throws heavy leg kicks but he seems like he's been through the ringer you know unfortunately he's always getting hurt you know with every punch andre philly threw you know he was he was kind of hurt by him you know the body kicks everything uh, you know, I don't imagine he's going to look too much better here. You know, two years later, you know, than he did there. Um, he's going to be taking on Tucker Lutz, uh, 28 years old, 5'8", with a 72 inch reach. Tucker's going to have a two inch reach advantage here. Um, he's 12 and two and one and one in the UFC. Uh, Tucker's a talented fighter. Um, he had some trouble with Pat Sabatini. Um, I think it was the takedowns in that fight. I think he kept getting tripped up the same way and wound up on bottom. Uh Pat Sebatine is really good with those trips. Um, you know, he's got some good KO finishes on his record, Tucker Lutz, and uh he's good in the clinch uh, with his control and with his knees. He goes to the body well with his punches, uh, you know, and his kicks as well. Um he's got good wrestling as well. Uh doesn't use it as much if he doesn't have to. But uh, you know, he's fast with his double legs. Um I'm gonna be picking Lutz to win here by, you know, round one KO or, or round two um, for sure. Paneta's just He's been through the ringer, man, and I think probably this will be his last fight in the UFC. (laughs) Next up, we got C.J. Vegara taking on Daniel Da Silva. I guess they moved some fights around. Uh, But, uh, so C.J. Vegara is 31 years old. He is 5'6", with a 68-inch reach. Uh, He did miss weight his last fight out. I don't know if that was like a catch weight or something, but... He's 10 4 and 1 and 1 and 2 in the UFC. Um, so this guy is kinda like kind of under the radar. Um he made his debut taking on Ode Osborne. And uh you know, he didn't get the win there, but you know, he did he beat uh Clayton Rodriguez after that, which is pretty good uh you know, pretty good look. You know, he was able to use his cardio in that fight and control a lot of the grappling exchanges and get some takedowns. Uh Clayton's looked pretty good since then, so uh you know, then he took on Tatsuro Tiara, who's undefeated right now and a very good grappler and has very good submissions. So I don't fault him for that loss very much. Um, you know, Vigar is very well rounded. He throws lots of volume. Um, he mixes up his kicks. Uh, um, you know, real well. He pr- he pressures guys. You know, a lot. If you notice that in the Clayton Rodriguez fight, that's how he was able to kind of take over. Just constant pressure, forward pressure. Um, you know, he can take a punch for sure. Um, you know he he has a good get up game when he is taken down. Um, he had a quite a, quite a few finishes leading into the UFC before he got here, but you know has hasn't really got any finishes yet in the octagon in the UFC. So um, you know he uses his head movement pretty well as well. Um, he's very good. He's exciting to watch and to uh, be taken on Daniel De da Silva. He's twenty six years old. He's five six with a seventy inch reach. De Silva will have a two inch reach advantage here. He's eleven and four and zero oh and three in the UFC, um, and I actually thought they had cut this kid already. Uh, but uh, you know, he's an exciting fighter. He throws a lot of power. He throws all the crazy spinning attacks uh, you can think of—the you know, spinning elbows and spinning kicks and all that stuff. Um, and he just hasn't been able to put together in the UFC. You know, he he caught Victor Altamirano in their fight with some good shots, rocked him pretty bad, but. You know, he, so he's always live for a knockout. You know, he'll always have a chance with his speed and his power. Um, but we've seen him struggle with the takedowns and getting back up when he's taken down. And we've seen him struggle with the submission awareness and defense as well. So I see a, you know, an easy path to victory here for Figara. Um, he'll be able to use his takedowns. Um, you know, um, you know, CJ hasn't been finishing a lot of people since being in the UFC. Um, but i think he'll i think he'll wear on de silva here and get a late finish cuz de silva has showed to slow down a lot um you know as the fight goes on you know there's a couple of fights where he was gassed out after the first round so let's say you know cj Vigar gets a late finish um in this fight next up we got nate landwehr taking on austin lingo and uh it's going to be a fun fight Nate Landwehr is 34 years old. He's 5'9 with a 70 and a half inch reach. He's going to have a half inch reach advantage here. He's 16 and 4 and 3 and 2 in the UFC. Um, so Nate originally was going to fight Alex Caceres. Um, but, you know, honestly, I figured that they, they would find a way to throw Austin Lingo on this card. Um, since he lost his fight last weekend, uh, you know, he's from Texas. So I figured they'd find a way to to get him a fight on this card. Uh, Nate's a real tough guy. He tends to overwhelm guys with his cardio and take over in the, you know, late in the fight. Um we saw him do that with uh, you know, David Onama and Ludovic Klein in those victories. Um, he uses a lot of pressure, but it kind of hurts him sometimes cuz he'll go out there and he'll get hit, you know, and crack, you know, chasing guys down, you know, and if he survives like I said, he'll come in strong later. Um Nate has fought a lot of tough competition and, you know, he was in M1 Global before, you know, the UFC. He was over there fighting tough Russian guys of um, his grappling and his submissions have came a long way since being in the UFC. Um I'm going to say this fight will be probably fight of the night. I think it's going to be the best fight on the card probably. Um for sure. Uh, both these guys fight the same way and neither of them are going to get tired, you know. Um if if Nate has an advantage, I would say it may be his grappling. Uh you know, he may be able to get the takedowns, but uh I don't know, you know. Um he's taken on Austin Lingo. Uh, Lingo is twenty eight years old. He is five ten with a seventy inch reach. He's nine and one and two and one in the UFC. I really like Lingo's boxing. Um, he's over at a uh, Fortis MMA uh, in Dallas, so he's fighting pretty close to home here. Um, he keeps his hands uh, right at his chin. You know, when he's not throwing, he's got pretty good defense. Um, he has fast hands. He's got big power, even though he hasn't really got finishes in the UFC. I've seen him hurt. You know, he hurt uh, Luis Saldana pretty bad in that fight. Um, he uses his jab really well. Um, you know, he'll double it up sometimes. He has fast hands, you know, he throws four or five punch combinations. I mean, he has good cardio. He'll push a very tough pace on guys, just like you know, Landwehr does. Um, you know, his uh his fight with Ricardo Ramos fell out. You know, um, I was taking him there as an the underdog. Uh but keep in mind that, you know, Nate Nate's wins have been over skilled guys with, you know, major cardio issues. Uh and Lingo does not have cardio issues, in my opinion. You know, he pushes a tough pace as well. Um, I think Lingo will be better on the feet. Um, you know, um, this will be a close fight. You know, uh, it just got announced a few minutes ago, so I don't know what the line's going to be yet. Um, I think I think Nate's going to have a uh, rough first two rounds uh, if he can't get the takedowns. So, um, he may have a good third round, but, you know, I think Lingo's going to end up winning by decision here. I think he'll be able to out-volume Nate um, the first two rounds. Uh, maybe hurt him. Um, but uh, I don't think either of these guys are getting tired. I think it's going to be a pretty exciting fight. But I'm going to pick Lingo uh, in this spot. Next up, we got Alex Perez taking on Manel Cop. Alex Perez is 31 years old. He's 5'6 with a 65 and inch reach. Excuse me a second. He's a. Uh, 24 and seven and six and three in the UFC. So he's an exciting fighter, but one thing you'll notice looking at his record, uh, at all of his wins, they're all over guys that are cut from the UFC and didn't make it in the UFC. And, uh, every time he fought anybody, you know, with a, that was good or had a good record or had been in the UFC a while, he lost, uh, Joseph Benavidez, um, you know, Francisco, uh, Francisco Figueredo or my bad, <laughs> Devison Figueroa, Figueredo. I don't know why I got the brothers mixed up there. That was dumb, but, uh, uh, Devison and Figueredo. Um, uh, and then he got finished by, um, Pantoja the last time out. Um, he was submitted very easily in his last two fights and taken down very easily. He is a good striker. Um, you know, he's tough. He has really good calf kicks. He got a win by leg kicks early on in his UFC career. Um, but like I said, he has struggled with the takedowns and the submissions and, uh, I just don't know that if he's, that he's as good as, you know, the UFC's kind of pushed him into being, you know, they kind of rushed him to the top of the division, you know, when he was fighting guy, I know like back, back when he was coming up the flyweight division, what didn't have, you know, as good of a talent pool as it does now. So he was kind of able to beat all these guys coming in and got up to the top real quick. And then, you know, hadn't fought very tough competition up to that point. So he kind of, it kind of showed, you know, but, um, he is an exciting fighter, and this will be more of his style of fight here, I think. But um he's taken on Manil Cop. He is twenty-nine years old. He's five five with a sixty-eight inch reach. Um he's eighteen and six and three and two in the UFC. Um, you know, Manuel has had a few fights fall off. Um he was champion over with Ryzen before he came to the UFC. Uh and he's very good. He is one of the real threats right now in this division. You know, he's gonna have two and a half inches of reach here. And, uh, this fight, like I said, will be more to Alex's style of fighting. Um, you know, Manel isn't going to go chase the takedowns unless he has to. Um, you know, Manel has big power. He's very explosive and he'll pressure guys, but I think he really prefers to counter, you know, he'll pressure, but he doesn't, he'll wait for them to throw and then try to counter well. Um, but like I said, he fights anyway, he's really good, but I mean, I noticed that he was trying to do that, um. in in a couple of his fights uh, that that I watched, you know, leading up to this one, Um, you know, he is, uh, he's aggressive from the bottom position if he's taken down as well. Um, He'll use his his Kimura to reverse position um, and he'll try and finish with it as well. Um, He's got a really good Kimura. And if anybody, you know, doesn't know when you train, you know, Jiu Jitsu that Kimura can lead you and set you up also into an arm bar or it's very easy to take the back you know when you pull them over with that kamora you know you can take the back um and he uses it very well so i mean uh, it's good to see that you know he's not somebody that just lays there when he gets taken down and doesn't have a good get up game or doesn't doesn't threaten with submissions off of his back um you know i see cop getting the win here and uh, i'm going to say he'll probably catch perez with a good punch and drop him and then jump rear naked choke in round 1 or 2 um that would be that would be my guess as to how this fight's going to go so, um, <laughs> uh, next up we got Chidi Ninja Kawani taking on Albert Dur- Duraev. Uh, this fight was actually originally lower on the card. I guess they moved it up. I had to scroll back up my notes here, but, um, Chidi Ninja Kiwani is very exciting. Um, he is 34 years old. He's 6'3 with an 80 inch reach. He's 22 and 8 and 2 and 1 in the UFC. Uh, This guy is super exciting. He's very talented. Uh, You know, really good striker with a wide variety of strikes. Um, Powerful elbows, knees, uh, fast technical hands and kicks. You know, he hit Gregory Rodriguez with everything that he had. You know, busted him up, split his head open with elbows. And, you know, a lot of referees would have stopped that fight, but that one didn't. And Rodriguez survived and was able to get the win. So if Chitty has any weaknesses, it may be his takedown defense. Um, but he is pretty good. Uh, I'm not saying it's horrible takedown defense. I'm just saying, you know, that's just probably the weak part of his game. You know, his striking is definitely a strong suit. I um, mean, he's a tall guy with a long reach. He's going to have a five inch reach advantage here. Um, he's definitely the kind of guy that can use his reach well, uh, when he has it. And he's usually going to have it It's a long reach for the division. Um, he's also fighting out of, uh, Garland, Texas, probably about 45 minutes away from where I live. So he's going to be fighting, you know, pretty much at home. um, yeah, has a good Darce choke. Uh, he has a pretty good get up game when he's taken down, you know, um, he he'll, he'll threaten with stuff and, you know, try to, he, he scrambles back up to his feet pretty well, at least the first few times from what I've seen, you know, that he's taken down. Um, so he, he struggled with, uh, the grappling in the past, you know, and, and, you know, if he gets space though, you know, he, he's very effective and he makes it count. So, you know, they might, Durav might try to control him up against the cage and everything, but I still think that Njokawani will probably be able to get the the better of that anyway. Because if he has any space at all, I mean, he's just devastating with the elbows and the knees. Um, We saw that in the Dusko Todorovic fight where he hit him with that elbow in close and dropped him. Uh, This is a guy I would like to see fight, you know, Adesanya or Pereira, you know. I mean, those would be fun fights. They're all super talented kickboxers, so... Yeah, if 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 Chidi will ever make it up that far in the division, that would be fun. You know, um he's gonna be taking on Albert Duraev. He's thirty-four years old with uh five eleven with a seventy five inch reach. He's gonna be at a five inch reach disadvantage here. Um he's fifteen and four and one and four in the UFC. He kinda got exposed in his last fight, you know, with Joaquin Buckley. Um he had nothing for him in that fight, really. Uh it was a doctor stoppage, but you know, he didn't look like he really wanted to continue from what I've seen, you know, as I was just straight swollen shut. Um, if he's going to get the win, uh, you know, he'll have to take Chitty down uh, and keep him down. That's the only way he can do it. He's not going to be, you know, he's if he's, uh, if he's getting outstruck by Buckley, you know, Chitty will definitely destroy him. Uh, that's not even close. So I'm going to be picking Chitty to win here by KO uh, round one. Maybe he has a little success early with the takedowns, you know, Derive does, but I think Chitty's eventually going to catch him uh, for sure. So, be taking uh, Chitty Ninja Kwadi to win by knockout. Uh, so as good as this card is up to this point, um, you know uh, these next fights might bore us. At least the Holly Home fight's probably going to be pretty boring. Sorry to say, but uh, I'm not sure why they put these so high up on the card. You know, I guess I guess the co-event spot for Holly Holm is because maybe she wins this, she might get another title shot. Um. You know, uh but you know, Andrea Lee and Macy Barbo being so high up on the card. I just wasn't sure about, I mean, I know Andrea Lee's from Texas and stuff, so maybe that's why, uh, she has got a lot of fans here, but I don't know. I don't understand it, but, uh, Andrea Lee is 34 years old. She is five, six with a 69 and a half inch reach. She's 13 and six and five and four in the UFC. Um, you know, she's been around for a while. Um, she's a pretty girl. Uh, she's had some good wins and some bad losses. Uh if I've learned anything from betting on fights, like I said earlier, it's you know anything can happen in women's MMA. Doesn't matter the odds. Um she has a uh, Muay Thai background. She's very good with her striking. Uh she has good jiu as well. Um I wouldn't say she has the best takedowns, but um you know whatever. Uh she uh she uses good uppercuts. She throws long combinations. Uh she's pretty good in the clinch. Um she's fast she has uh she's been known to slow down late in the fight um she's gonna be the bigger girl here she'll have a height and uh four and a half inch reach advantage so it's kind of a big deal um and like i said she's fighting at home so you know that uh that actually sometimes makes a difference believe it or not and uh, she's taking on macy barber barber is 24 years old five five with a 65 inch reach she's 11 and two and six and two in the ufc uh she's good she's tough Um. so I think she's a purple belt in jujitsu, uh, black belt in karate. Um, everyone's going with Barbara here. Um, and she's going to be a big favorite. I'm pretty sure. Um, you know, being that I don't really put money on, you know, <laughs> women's women's fights very often. And when I do, it usually bites me in the ass. Uh, I'm going to pick Lee just because I like the way she fights and I like her pressure. And, uh, I think she'll, uh, have an advantage on the feet here for sure. And, uh, like I said, anything can happen, you know, so, uh, uh, wouldn't put money on it, but uh, I'm going to pick Andrea Lee to get back, you know, uh, in the win column, you know, at home in Texas and, uh, yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't put money on this fight though, guys. Next up, we got the co-main event, Holly Holm taking on Yana Santos. Um, Holly Holm is 41 years old. She's five, eight with a 69 inch reach she's 14 and 6 and 7 and 6 in the ufc uh and you know i think her age is finally starting to catch up just a little bit uh, i'm not saying she's going to lose this fight uh she's been at the top of the division for a long time you know her last fight was a real was real close i thought she won but it could have gone either way and that's kind of what led me to believe that she's finally slowing down just a little bit you know um pretty sure we were going to you know i was pretty sure we were going to get to see her fight for the belt again you know at least once uh before she retires uh, maybe we will. I mean, I bet if she knocked this girl out, you know, I, I bet they would definitely give her the title shot. You know, um, home has a boxing record of like thirty-two, three and three. She's very talented striker, um, very decorated. You know, um, her takedown defense has come a long way as well. You know, um, she tends to fight pretty safe nowadays. She doesn't take a whole lot of risk. You know, she's kinda kinda content to just, you know, outstrike and counter from, you know, just from range. Um, she's gonna have a uh how big is her reach here? She's only going to have a half inch reach advantage here, so probably won't matter too much. Uh she's going to be taking on Yana Santos. She is 33 years old, 5'8" with 68 and a half inch reach. She's 14 and 6 and 4 and 3 in the UFC. So um you know, I guess they were just desperate to get home an opponent because this girl really, you know, hasn't done anything of recently to have earned this shot, honestly in my opinion. Uh, you know, against home anyway, she, you know, she's not on a win streak or anything. She hasn't fought in over a year and a half. Um, she was finished her last fight. Um, she was very aggressive in her last fight, even though she lost, she looked like kind of a, a lot improved with her striking and her kicks. Um, she's not going to outstrike home here though. Um, I'm going to be picking home to get the win by decision. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of wish this wasn't the co-main event. You know, I'm I feel like, there's kind of a lot <laughs> that, uh, that could be put there. And I noticed something, you know, I don't know if anybody else knows anything about this or not, but, um, on all the, the betting sites, for some reason, they keep showing up and having Max Holloway and Arnold Allen, or at least it was yesterday on the betting lines with all these fights on this card. So I don't know if maybe they're thinking about putting it on this card, you know, um, or what, but, uh, I would much rather have that be the main event and Rivera be the co-main event or vice versa than this. And then I don't know if they're thinking about it. I'm not sure why that I haven't really seen that much before they have that fight, you know, um, you know, it's on the card with all the bets. So I don't know if they're thinking about adding it or it's a possibility or what, but that'd be cool. Um, so, uh, then we got the main event, uh, Marlon Vera taking on Corey Sanhagen, uh, Really looking forward to this fight. It's going to be really good. So, um, Marlon Vera is 30 years old, 5'8 with a 70 and a half inch reach. He is 22, 7 and 1, and he's 14 and 6 in the UFC. You know, it's crazy because I feel like, you know, it almost just doesn't seem like he hasn't been around that long. That's a lot of fights, you know, <laughs> to have in the UFC, you know, 20 fights into his career, you know, um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's really good, uh, you know, his, he's got really good striking, really good kicks. Um, you know, his takedown defense is pretty good. And, you know, the, the only thing that really, you know, I could say against him, which he's made it work for him, so I can't really say that it, anything bad about it, um, is that, you know, like in his last few fights, his last several fights, you know, he tends, he'll tend to get outstruck. He doesn't get hurt. He doesn't get clipped with any hard shots. He'll tend to get outstruck, but then he'll land the big shots, the more meaningful shots, you know, um, and drop people in every round and then eventually get the finish. You know, um, he did that. He did that against, uh, well, the Davy Grant was unanimous decision, but the Frankie Eger fight, he was getting outstruck in that fight and he ended up landing the big kick and getting the win. Same thing with Rob Font, He was getting outstruck and then he would land the big shots in every round and drop Font every time. And I believe that was a five-round fight. Uh so he's got the cardio the dominant cruise fight he was getting out volumed, and then he landed the big shot so um he does find a way to make it work, and there's always a possibility that he can get the win um and and I'm very tempted, kind of torn on this fight you know honestly um he's taken on Corey Sandhagen, he is thirty years old he is five eleven with a seventy inch reach uh he's fifteen and four and he's eight and three in the u f c and uh, he's really good, and you know the story of his fights are pretty much the same. You know he's lost to T.J. Dillashaw. It was split. That was a very close fight. You know he could have He could have won that fight. And then the Peter Jan. uh, or yeah, not the Dillashaw fight. Was it the Dillashaw fight? Yeah, both of these fights were super close, uh, if I remember correctly. And you know he could have. He could have won both of these fights. Um, you know he he has a loss to the champion, Algernon Sterling, before as well. Um, but he has very good footwork, very good striking, you know, very good variety of strikes, you know, and kicks and punches and he uses good angles and stuff. Uh, it you know, reminds me a lot of dominant Cruz uh, back in the day, maybe even better. You know, he tends to not get hit a lot. He tends to dance around his opponents and outstrike them and, you know, land the hard shots. Um, and that's going to be the story of this fight really, you know, is, you know, it's kind of a 50 50 on everybody who I pick picking. I know Vera is the underdog. And, uh, you know, I think Corey could, you know, he is going to be able to outland Vera. He is going to, you know, have the volume, but Vera does tend to land those big shots. So I don't know, man, you know, I'm really torn on this fight. uh I know I picked a, I picked a underdog in the main event last week and got the big plus money fucking plus 175 ticket on it. So I'm kind of tempted to do it again here with Vera and, uh, Man, you know, I'm still kind of torn on this one, man. I really want to pick Vera. Uh, I'm a Vera fan, uh, as well as a Corey Sanhagen fan. But uh, you know, I think I think Corey should. You know, I know he will get the the volume and and everything. But you know, Vera will probably clip him. So I, I don't know. It's a uh, it's a tough pick, man. Um, uh, it's a tough pick. I'm gonna go with Vera. He's 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 on his way, man. He's on the roll right now. So I'm gonna pick Vera. I'm gonna say that uh, I'm gonna say he went he wins due to just went landing the bigger shots, the more meaningful shots. Um, I think he's gonna hurt Corey with the leg kicks. Um, and I think he'll come on strong later in the fight as Corey slows down. Maybe he'll take over. Um, maybe he'll get a knockout. You know, we don't know. But I'm gonna pick Vera. Um, haven't really you know I just made that decision right now you know like <laughs> cuz all the other fights I really you know I I'm, I watched tape on and everything this fight I watched the tape on too but it's just really hard for me to pick on this one you know it's the main event and they're usually that way for me they're usually pretty hard for me to pick but uh you know that's all my bets for this or all my picks for this card um as far as my uh bets go over those real quick with you guys um so my Bets are, I got a bet on, my single bet, uh, I got a single bet on Tucker Lutz, I got him at minus 215, it's a three unit play, um, he's a little bit higher than that now, but you can still get him, you know, for like a minus two two minus 220, 230 right now, um, same with Manel Cop. I got him at minus 210 uh, the other day, that's a three unit play, uh, he's a little bit higher than that right now, but you can still get him, he's going to wind up being a really big favorite, um, and rightfully so. Um, I've got a two-man parlay with Altamarino and Vegara, because Vigara is like a minus three hundred almost. Um, so if you add those two together, Altamarino, that fights almost like a pick'em, so it's a plus one eighty. That's just a half unit play there. Um and then uh and then I took that two man parlay and I then added uh Chitty Ninja Kawani and Trevin Giles, and that made it a plus six hundred and sixty-six, and I put a half unit on that. Um so that's that's going to be the extent of what I give y'all I'm considering um I'm considering a play on Vera um uh, but uh I'm not decided yet. If I do it'll just be like a little half unit on Marlon Vera but uh and I will have you know bigger parlays but this is like my more confident stuff, you know like uh, I don't put my big parlays out they almost never hit. Uh, there there's always one person that ruins it, you know, <laughs> that ruins it for me or whatever, so um that's gonna be my bets. Um and uh what else? So I'm up over a hundred subscribers now, almost up to hundred and twenty, so I appreciate everybody. Um so I already told y'all about the Allen the uh that I have a bet on Arnold Allen. I got him like plus one thirty. I put it in last week. Um I don't know why that card's floating around mixed in with this card on the betting on the betting lines, but uh and uh also, there they added Laron Murphy to the 286 card, so that hasn't happened yet. That's this weekend, um, and if the line's doable, I'll be adding a bet on him. Um, uh, yeah, I'm looking. He's definitely he's definitely probably gonna be a big favorite, so I don't know that it'll wind up. It'll definitely be on some parlays for sure, but that's gonna be the pick on that fight. Just so you guys know, um, he's taking on a Brazilian guy. That uh, let's go look at it real quick. is it at LaRon is taking on Gabriel Santos and I looked at this yesterday. Uh Gabriel Santos is good, but uh you know he's got a lot of finishes, he's coming from LFA, his first fight in the UFC. He's going to be fighting at the O2 Arena far away from home against a undefeated LaRon Murphy who is very good. Um so yeah, I'm picking LaRon Murphy there. I don't know what the what the line will be. Um if it's super high, maybe I won't be able to get anything on it, but um yeah, so that's gonna be the pick on that. And uh and what else did I want to talk about, you guys? Um oh yeah, I wanted to I wanted to talk a little bit about and see if you guys, you know, comment on it or whatever and let me know what y'all think. But uh, you know, who really has a chance of beating, you know, John Jones in this heavyweight division? You know, um in my opinion, I think Curtis Blades actually has, you know, a good chance against Jones just because he's one of the few heavyweights that can really wrestle. Um and that's just one of my opinions. I think that's a good fight to make. Uh, of course, you know Tom Aspinall. That'd be a fun fight. Um, he's very athletic, very explosive. Um, that would be a good one. But you know, I, other than that, man, you know, I mean, I know Sergey Pavlovich is a very tough guy. He's very he hits very hard. But you know, what's his takedown defense look like? What's his? You know, uh, I think he was taken down by Oscar Overeem, if I remember correctly. So I think John Jones will be able to exploit that. Um, you know, Stepe is up there in age. So, you know, I, as much as I, I'm a Stipe fan, uh, through and through, um, uh, but I think, I think he's past his prime, you know, and I wish that some of these fights, you know, would have been made, you know, uh, a while back. I wish John Jones had made his heavyweight debut a few years ago. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's all I really want to talk about with you guys. Um, you know, as always, just so y'all know, uh, my show is available on Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, Rumble, uh, and of course, here on YouTube. I personally like watching the videos, you know, so I understand why nobody <laughs> checks it out on anything else. Um, and as always, please check out, you know, Chris Lytle's podcast. Please check out the interview I did with him, it's on my channel. Um, I'm not getting paid to do this, I enjoy his show, and I want other people to enjoy the show. Um, he has a lot of a lot of MMA legends from back in the day on there guys who were in the early UFC uh, they talk about you know the beginning of the sport um you know and and how it was back in the day very interesting uh and you know I consider I consider Chris a friend you know what I'm saying like he was nice enough to do an interview with me and uh and uh, yeah so check it out man and uh please like and subscribe um thank all you guys uh for you know all the all the comments and talking to me. I love bullshit with you guys. Um for the most part, uh for the most part everybody stays pretty uh respectful in the comment section, which I appreciate because everybody's entitled to their opinion, you know, um doesn't matter and anything can happen in the sport of MMA, so it's it's cool to see that, you know, people uh you know aren't aren't, you know, shitting all over everybody for their comments or whatever, so I appreciate that. Um I, I enjoy the the respect, so that's cool. And, uh, yeah, but that's it for me, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Um, please like and subscribe, and I'll holler at y'all next week, man. Y'all have a good one.